BDR's Prime Partners podcast delivers insight on services, resources, and business practices that can help your company succeed faster. Listen and learn for ways to take your company forward. Welcome to the Prime Partners podcast. I'm Matt MacArthur, BDR's Director of Training. Today, our topic is business wisdom from the writer of one day, one job, one call at a time. Joining us today is Mike Gressel, General Manager of Header Heating and Cooling in Columbus, Ohio. Mike, welcome to the podcast. Hey, how are you doing, Matt? I appreciate you having me. Oh, it is our pleasure to have you here, Mike. So glad you could make time for us and looking forward to talking about your book. Before we get too far into things, I think it would be great for our listeners to know a little bit about you. So Mike, can you tell us about your industry background and and what you're currently doing? Sure. When when I was in college, I I read meters for Columbia Gas of Ohio. It was a company my father had worked for, and he was a serviceman and eventually became a service manager. Great company and ended up getting hired out of college to work for them for about 11 years. Once deregulation kicked in, I I got hired in as a uh, sales and marketing consultant for Columbia Gas. And we used to work with heating contractors on getting gas furnaces and central air put into apartment complexes and single family subdivisions, multi-use facilities. Once deregulation kicked in, it kind of changed the uh, format of sales in the utility industry. So I ended up going to work in the home building industry. Working in the home building industry, obviously, we had to make decisions on what heating and cooling equipment we used in the new homes that we sold. And I was a sales manager for a couple home builders for another 11 years. And then uh, the home building business kind of kind of crashed. And uh, when it did, a friend of mine that suggested that I give gentlemen a call over at Header Heating and Cooling. And I met John Hedersheet. You know, he was he was a sharp guy, very hardworking, very mechanically sound, very technically sound. Uh, he was a great guy. He was very well respected in the industry. Uh, he needed some help growing the company, and he was trying to get to two million dollars in, in sales. And we agreed to work together, and we thought we could get it done, and we have. I've been with him for 15 years now, heading on 16, and it, it's been a great experience, and it's a great industry to be involved in. Wahoo. And what a great background. I think another important point for our listeners, or at least certainly important to me, you and I are both Ohio State Buckeyes, big football fans, and that's part of our connection, right? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And go Bucks. (laughs) Right on. Go Bucks. So Mike, let me ask you this. What made you want to write a business book? Well, quite simply, it was just to, to help others. Um, When I got into the industry, I went to a lot of training seminars. I went to a lot of conferences that the industry held. And very quickly, I found that there were a lot of individuals that wanted to help other small businesses succeed and wanted to help people, you know, do well and provide a good life for themselves. I was I was influenced by a lot of different people, and we'll talk about that, you know, later. Uh, but I, I do remember thinking to myself, I I want to I want to help small guys like myself get started, get on the right track, and and just grow, do it gradually and wisely. So uh, when I when I went to these conferences and I went to these conventions, uh, I took a lot of notes. You know, that's what I did. I prioritized what we needed to do as a company uh, when I got back um, and then just picked them one at a time. Just started working on them. And then I'd go to another conference, find some more things that we needed to improve on, come back and just start chipping away at it. 
So the reason behind the book really was to uh, help others improve and, and to do it just one step at a time. And that's how we've gotten to where we've gotten and that's how they can get to where they want to go. Right on. What a what a wonderful reason to uh, write a book and, and share that knowledge. So you mentioned a little bit earlier, Mike, that, that your initial goal that you and John had when you got together was $2 million in revenue. Can you tell us a little bit where you're at today? Um, yeah, Matt, we'll, we'll finish the year just under $6 million. You know, the, the first uh, BDR conference I went to, um, I, I got uh, a book. It still sits on my desk, and it was the $1 million wall. And basically the same thing you apply to get to 1 million or 2 million, you can do it to get to 3 million and do it again to get to 4 million. And, you know, we've, we've been able to do that. Uh, we're just under 6 million right now. And it's all in residential retrofits, service and, and just conversions on single family homes. Right on. Well, what a, what a great journey that's been. That is incredible. It has been. Right on. So about your book, Mike, I think it's got a great title, One Day, One Job, One Call at a Time. How did you come up with that? Well, it's interesting. That's how we uh, start our, our staff meetings. So when there's 24 of us in the room and we're all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed at 7 o'clock in the morning, um, that's how we start our meetings. And, you know, we say one day and we clap and we say one job and we clap and we say one call, clap at a time. And it, it sounds pretty cool. It's, uh, it's like uh, an old football huddle. Uh, when a quarterback used to huddle in, in the huddle and give them the play and everybody would say break and everybody would clap their hands and bust up to the line. It's, it's a really cool thing that we do and make sure everybody's on the same page. Everybody's focused in what, you know, we're going to get started and here we go. Right on. Yeah. And the business is, is a little bit like a football team. There's a lot of moving parts and we've all got to be going in the same direction, moving towards that same goal. I love that. Now, yeah. And fundamentals are such a big part of it, you know, and we just, we, we focus on one thing at a time and, and that's all you can do. So, you know, we stress to everybody, you know, it's whatever phone call you're on right now at the time, whatever job you're on right now at the time, just focus on that, take care of that and then move on to the next one. And um, it's been a good plan. What's cool about that is it brings so much clarity to, you know, what someone's doing. Like, okay, I don't have to worry about all this other stuff that may be going on. I'm just going to focus on this customer I'm talking to right now, give them my best. And we can be pretty confident that that's going to work out pretty good. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. I think you were getting at this a little bit, but let's talk a little bit more about who, who did you write this book for? Who's the intended audience? It's mostly small business owners. Um, you know, before we, we started with BDR, we, we worked with a company and, and they dealt with all these small businesses uh, here in Columbus, uh, laundry mat, gas stations, heating, cooling companies, plumbers, and found that, you know, we all have the same challenges as far as labor, as far as marketing, all that stuff. What BDR was so instrumental for us was that it just focused specifically on heating and cooling contractors. That's what I loved about it. And that's what I bought into uh, with it. But it was basically set up for small businesses, particularly HVAC contractors. But I also found that it's very good. I've given it to former coaches of mine. I've given it to other coaches that, that I know. Uh, I've given it to other parents. I think there's good information in there for uh, parental purposes, uh, for, for coaching and motivating. It's just been, it's been good all the way around. That is so interesting, Mike, as you say that about maybe giving it to a young person, that just really connects with me. Having just recently reread the book, 
it would be perfect because there's so much about the philosophy and the approach to doing your business every day that would just be a great foundation for a young person. I'm going to hand this off to my uh, 13-year-old son, I think, and have him do some reading. Yeah, I've given it to my uh, nieces and nephews when they graduate. We even have one that's working for us right now in the warehouse. It's it's good. It's been It's been a lot of fun. Right on. And we were talking a little bit before we started our recording today. I, I mentioned that you sent me an, an, a fresh copy of the book and I took it on a plane flight. That's when I read the book. And so it's, it's, you know, it's a quick read. It's a page turner. How did you intend for people to really use this book? Can you tell us more about that? Well, like we've talked about, I wanted to keep it simple. And my main goal was to keep it at 100 pages. And my main goal was to have space in there where you could go back and, and write notes, something you can use as a reference book. And if something comes up and you say, hey, I remember seeing that or writing on that, or I've got an idea. You know, when I get time, I want to do this. You just go back, flip the page, write your notes on there and, and go back and, and use it as a, as a reference book. That was my main thing is that I wanted to, first of all and foremost, let whoever's reading it know that preparation is such a, an important part of, of what we do each day and each goal you're, you're shooting for. Preparation is key. And then I felt like I wanted to motivate people. And, and it's not just, uh, you know, rah, rah, you know, go 100% and this guy never lets up. I mean, he's, you know, he won't stop for a breath. Um, but I, I wanted it to be motivating. And, and you and you, you'll see, I'm, I'm interested to see if you found like, you know, there's a quote every other page or every third page, but it really makes you think not only about maybe what you're thinking about at the time, but maybe some something else that applies to something else going on in your life. And it just provides some, some motivation for you. But I wanted people to be able to reflect on the message and most importantly, be able to use it as a reference book to go back to time and time and just build on it. That's why it was designed that way. Yeah, it's interesting you bring up the quotes because those definitely resonated with me. I'm looking at one of them right now and it's it applies to business, it applies to life. It would be great reading for my son. It comes from Carol Grooms. Doing the right thing is always the right thing to do. Sometimes you just need that reminder and that clarity of of why we're, what we're doing here. Yeah, it's it's interesting because that that is a sign that hangs in our in our tech room, okay. and uh, it's something that it really John lives by uh, every day. I mean, it's what his father built the company on. It's what he continues to build the company on, and. You know, anymore, I think industries are getting a little bit away from that. But truly, I think that if people know, you know, we mess up sometimes, but we got to be able to admit that we do mess up and use it as a learning experience and and just do the right thing and give the uh, ability for the technicians when they're out there or the representative when they're on the phone uh, to give them the ability to, to do what's right. And that's a great quote. Yeah, absolutely. When you're writing this book, kind of going through that process, did that help you in business just by writing this book? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I mean, I, I was writing it, you know, I was always going along. It was helping <laughs> me as we were trying to grow the company. It was helping me spark new ideas, try new things, continue to, to focus on what, what I felt was the most important thing. And when it was all said and done, uh, we ended up using it as a business plan. I mean, it was a kind of a coffee table version of our business plan. It's, it's what we've lived and breathed, you know, over the last dozen years. So it's it's really ironic that you ask that because it has come in extremely handy. And when, when we get new hires, um, I sit down with them and I, I ask to, to read it. And then I ask them for feedback later on, you know, what they thought. 
I want them to know where we're coming from, what this company was built on, where we're where we're heading, uh, really the the roots of, of what we stand for. I mean, if you read that book, you'll you'll get a good understanding of of, of Header and what kind of people uh, we are and what kind of business we run. Yeah, and what an awesome culture building tool for your business. Just as you said, new person comes in, you're able to hand them this book, which, you know, as we said, it, it's a great read, easy to read. And it kind of tells the the header story and the approach and how you guys do business. That's fantastic. Well, thank you. Yeah. Now, we started to get into the quotes a little bit, and, and there are a lot of quotes in the book, which I love. Do you have some favorites quotes that really stand out to you? It's funny. I've I've sent people books. Um, you know, I'll go through some of the ACA websites, and I can tell that a, a company is just starting out, or they're looking for you know some advice or some you know which way to go. And you know, I'll just send them one. And, and it's funny. And I'll I'll always put a note in it that says, "Just trying to help you out. If you don't read anything, just read one page. Read page 95. And the page 95 has my favorite quote in it." What would you have this morning if you woke up with only what you thank God for yesterday? So that's my favorite quote in the whole book. Another one is effort is between you and you. <laughs> so, so many times people are quick to point the finger or blame somebody else or blame something else. But a lot of times, you know, deep in your heart, whether you put it 100% in. That's the one that I always like giving the kids and the graduates and stuff. That's the one you know. You know whether you put the effort in, and there's no sense in looking anywhere else. My other favorite one uh, that I have hanging here above the door in my office says, I always wondered why somebody didn't do something about that. Then I realized I am somebody. So it's the whole thing with the basis of this book. I mean, if you want something done, by God, get it done. It's not saying you have to do everything yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got other people to help you, but you want to get something done, do it. It's like going back to those meetings where you go through your conference notes, you highlight what's important, you prioritize which things you're going to tackle first, and then you just knock them out. And it's just one at a time. It's not always glamorous, you know, but it's if you get in the habit of that kind of a process, you're going to make progress in your business and your life. That's, that's correct. And you can't get overwhelmed by the big picture. You know, you, you can't look, where are we going to be a year from now? Or what are we going to do in six months? Or what? I mean, you have to focus on today and get get done and just be making sure you're moving in the right direction. Yeah, the, the, that's why the title of the book is so perfect. One day, one job, one call at a time. So let's talk about the first chapter a little bit, Mike. The first chapter is Establish Benchmarks. Why did you make that the first chapter? Well, interesting, Matt. I mean, I, I honestly feel that you have to know, number one, where you're at right now. And then you got to know where you want to go. You, you got to know where you, where you want to get to. So the benchmark sometimes, I can remember when I started, one of the first things I did was look at the previous year. And I saw on the schedule that there were 39 days that we had no business. So with two two-man installation crews, I mean, that's 78 jobs that the previous year we could have gotten, but we didn't get. 
right? And we called them we called them zero days. So I mean, we we focused on knocking knocking down those zero days and getting that number ultimately to zero. Now we've had a couple of years where we had one, <laughs> but that's that's close. There's always room for improvement. Yeah. But um, that's one example. You know, I think that you have to set goals and then you have to put them out there and then you have to show everybody what you're shooting for and then you got to stay in touch with them and let them know how we're doing as far as getting there. So, you know, when, when we first started, I, I didn't really think we were getting uh, as much out of our service department as we could have based on the number of hours in, in the day. So one thing we immediately went to was let's try to run five calls a day. And, you know, we ought to average $200 a call. So if you run five calls at $200, that's $1,000 a day. Let's just put that out there and say, that's our goal when you go out there. Some companies might say, hey, I only want them to run three calls at $500 a day or, you know, whatever that is. But the main thing is, like, you've got to know what your break-even number is. You've got to know what it costs you to run that service department every day, every month, every year. You know, people are amazed that you can get get into a company and, you know, it's a million dollars just to pay labor and benefits and everything by the by the end of the year, materials. Like I said, once you once you have that opportunity and it gets past you, you, you got to make up for it. But that's the kind of things we did. We talked about the two-man crews. We said, look, early on, we said, look, we've got two two-man crews. They each do a $5,000 job, $10,000 a day. I mean, that was, you know, we said, let's let's shoot and track $10,000 a day and see how many times we can hit it, see if we can hit it every day. Barry always said, you know, what gets measured improves. And if you focus on it, you measure it, you track it, you communicate, you'll improve whatever you're trying to get better at, I guarantee you. Absolutely. And for those uh, listening, Barry uh, Burnett was a founder, co-founder of BDR, certainly a business mentor to me personally. Mike, how, how was Barry impactful in your life? He had the uh, amazing ability not only to help people and improve their operations, but he made every single person believe as strongly as he believed that they could be successful. That was his greatest gift, mm-hmm. that he believed in people. And I miss him. Me too. And that was that was part of our connection, you and I. That's how it came about was actually through Barry, and that's how we got connected. So we can thank him for that, and certainly uh, hopefully he's somewhere listening here today. Yep. God bless him. You bet. Um, so those are, I love those benchmarks, you know, setting some revenue goals, trying not to have zero days, awesome term, uh, and really just measuring, setting some measurements and things to try to achieve. That's fantastic. Great for any business. Mike, let me ask you this. In the book, you share your number one rule. What is the number one rule and, and why is it important to you? Well, number one rule, and again, there's another sign hanging in the tech room in the office up front, but it says there are only two things you can control. You can't control the weather. You can't control things at home that you just left. Uh, You can't control uh, things that may happen. There are two things that you can control, and that's your attitude and your effort. And that's our number one rule. Two things, your attitude and your effort. And um, we touched briefly on it before when, when we said, you know, effort is between you and you. But attitude especially is so important to me. I mean, I think positivity breeds positivity. Uh, I think it's important to greet people when they get to the office every day. Uh, you, know, I, I, you know, I thought it was important. I thought it was important that every single person got a good morning 
when when they came into the office, and and we we still do that. We've we now it's a little fist pump or whatever. Uh, but but every single person is welcome when they come in in the morning. I think that's extremely important. But your attitude drives so much. It's it's definitely the number one rule for us. And you know we we also stress and and we said it from day one. You know we want to be successful. We want to have a successful month. We want to have a successful quarter. We want to have a successful year. But ultimately, what you're trying to do is you're trying to be successful at being successful. And I think that's that's what you got to try to to instill in people. And, and they want to be part of that. And they want to see how you're growing and how you're doing. And like I said, you don't you're not perfect. You're going to trip up, but you make sure that you don't have too many negative plays. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get successful at being successful. Man, that, that's yeah. a deep one, <laughs> but I love it. And I love the themes that you've woven into this book, Mike, having a singular focus, one day, one job, one call at a time, having personal responsibility, controlling our attitude, our effort, and what we put out there each and every day. Man, this is just fantastic stuff. A little later on in the book, in chapter eight, title of chapter eight is Constantly Improving the One Percenters. Who are the one percenters? Uh, the one percenters are the, the staff that we have. And, and we, we, we make it a point and we have this little saying, look, you know, when we, when we meet as a staff and there's 24 of us in there, we said, look, if all of us improve 1% and, and maybe collectively we all chip in and there's another 1% hanging in there, we can get 25% better. And that's an incredible difference. If just each of us get better, 1%. So we started looking at, at different things you could do. For, you know, one thing that I look at is, you know, how can we save money here and there? You know, going through the line items in the, in the budget or advertising or what have you. You know, I think a one percenter can be where you can save here or there. You know, whether it's material that you're wasting or paper that you're wasting or whatever, uh, it all adds up. Uh, but we talk about on a phone call, trying to get 1% better, trying to be a little more positive. You know, we, we focus on flat rate and making sure your, your rates are right, uh, making sure that the right people are in the right place here. I mean, we just put a uh, an installer, an 18-year installer into sales, and it was one of the best things we ever did. I mean, he knows, he knows the ins and outs of the installations, the installation guys, love the fact that his jobs focus on the proper venting and the proper draining and the, you know, everything that just, if there are issues, it can take you down the wrong road. So it's been a really good hire. You know, we got to know when to replace a vehicle and make sure that the oil changes are done on time so that we don't burn up an engine or, you know, something like that. Just flat rate pricing and um, making sure that, you know, dispatching and dispatching after hours and you know, if you don't have an on-call service, I, I would look into one. There's, there, there are companies that can answer your phone with a live person, you know, after you leave. And I think it's important that somebody doesn't get a recording more or uh, they just they send in an email and expect an immediate response or text message. And, then you know, they don't hear anything back until the next day. I just think those little things, you know, add up when we're collecting out at somebody's house. I mean, it's got to be COD. They've got to have a means of paying, and we've got to know how they're paying before we head out there. Right. Um, because we don't want, you know, we don't want receivables. 
and we, we, we pride ourselves in keeping those as low as possible. So, you know, I think Saturdays was another one. I, that's not a one percenter. I think that's a 10 percenter. And that was another thing that Barry stressed. He said that your business would change once you started implementing Saturday into your operations. And we, we had a couple guys, you know, take Mondays off, but start working Saturdays because they wanted to be able to get around town with less traffic. And it was just more convenient for them. Um, and that was that was a big change for us that we could generate revenue six days a week. Yeah, heck yeah. And uh, you're giving everyone that's listening a little window into what they're going to find in this book. There's a lot of great nuggets here. And I really like that 1% nugget. It doesn't have to be a world-shaking improvement. But if we're making constant little improvements and we've got everybody in that mindset, before we know it, yeah, there's going to be huge changes in the business. Yes, sir. And you see them and you track it and you, I mean, the numbers don't lie. That's one of my other favorite sayings. And I've always said that um, in, in sports, whether it's a batting average, whether it's your completion percentage, whether it's your free throw percentage, uh, numbers don't lie. If you want to try to figure it out, you, you, you look in the mirror. The only way you can get better is just working at it, grinding at it and, and you know, one day at a time. But numbers don't lie. That's for sure. Yeah, it's this really is weaving together in my mind what we're talking about, Mike, in your book. You know, if we got to we got to measure things. If we measure things, well, then the numbers aren't going to lie. We're going to know where we stand. We're going to know what we're shooting for. We can build this culture of constant improvement and personal responsibility, and having a focus on the customer, doing the right thing because we know what the right thing is. There's just so much great stuff in this book. I appreciate that. You know, and I, I think I'm, I'm just thinking about a couple more one percenters why, yeah. um, you know, right off the top of my head and, you know, utilities. I mean, we've done our best to try to keep the utilities down. But, you know, I can remember a few years back going back in the warehouse and turning all the lights off in the middle of the day when everybody's gone. Why do we need to turn, you know, why do we need to, you know, have them on or whatever? So just little things like that, you know, all add up. And, and you know, our, our, uh, our employees, they, they do such a such a great job and one of the things we did on a benefit you know we started giving them their their anniversary day off so the, the day that they were hired at header they basically get it as a free day they can spend with their family they can go fishing they can do whatever they want they can sit around and watch tv um but but it was a little thing that the one percenter went you know a long way and you know through the years each year we tried to add something to our benefits so that the benefit package was attractive enough that we could keep our, you know, people. And um, I remember that was that was one thing that we did when we really times where we couldn't do anything else. You know what I mean? So, right. but then we eventually got better health coverage and dental and vision and things like that. And it's just been one step at a time. It's gotten better. Yeah, one step at a time. So, Mike, we've talked a lot about the book now. Were there some people that kind of influenced the book and your career and kind of set you on this path to write the book? Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, regardless, I, I told you I had basically three separate careers. I mean, one in the utility industry, and I loved it. It was 11 years. Uh, one in the home building industry, it was 11 years and uh, now 15 plus years here at, at Header. But uh, my, my motivation in, in each of those and, and all along has been trying to help, you know, my wife and I provide for our family. My, my wife and I have always, you know, worked full time, worked hard, 
and you know to 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 get we we were blessed with a son and a daughter and you know to be able to get them through school and now see them as successful employees uh, in other places uh you know that that was my my motivation now my wife's a great partner Barry used to you know jokingly say that business is the greatest sport on earth you know, I, I do think it's it's really fun, especially when you're having fun doing it. But I do think that, you know, the relationship that my wife and I have, that's teamwork. Family is, is definitely teamwork. You know, there's a lot of one percenters there, too. But, it's uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's been fun. It's uh, It's been fun. So m- my wife and my, my son and my daughter have been instrumental in, you know, my career and what I've done. And it's interesting. My, my son has a quote on the back of the book. I think you read that. It's a really good quote about competition, and uh, it's on the back page. And then my daughter is a forensic scientist. If you notice on the bottom of each page, every page number has a fingerprint. That was to incorporate her into the book. So there's just a few just little things that I think are cool. But, uh, you know, we mentioned Barry before. Barry was um, extremely uh, instrumental in, in everything I've done here at Header. Got his picture right here in my office when he, he visited us. He did an on-site visit with us on our 50th anniversary, no, and it was, so cool. it was a it was a great it was a great day. You know, my father was you know I mentioned him earlier, serviceman, a service manager. He died when I was a freshman in college, but he was instrumental in not only his work ethic, but just just a great guy, always willing to help people out and work hard, and just a just a good man. There was a guy by the name of George Skestas. Uh, who's still uh, at 91 or 92 years old, is still running a home building business here in Columbus. And uh, he was instrumental in, in helping me look at the numbers and, and, and breaking down the numbers. Boy, he knew every screw, every board that went into every home that we did. And, and he looked at it. And it reminds me of when we do job costs, you know, on our jobs, on our installation jobs, you know, what we bid it for versus what we did it for. You know, that's it's so important to track those numbers and make sure you're hitting those like BDR has benchmarks. You know, they know, they tell you what percentage your labor should be, what percentage your material should be, what percentage your profit should be. And um, those numbers don't lie. So George was instrumental to me in, in that and proving that point. And I, I took that on uh, here at Header and, and have continued to, to focus on that. And, you know, we watch every dime. You have to. Yeah, you bet. Well, uh, that's a great list of uh, folks that have uh, influenced you and helped you along the way. And I want to share, since I have the book here, you mentioned that quote on competition that's on the back cover. I'll just uh, read that. It says, um, this is a lead in. This is not the quote yet. Competition is what drives so many individuals and so many companies. I would like to share with you a quote forwarded from my son to me when he discovered I was writing this book. Here's the quote. Competition has shaped every facet of society. It's the essence of motivation. It's the reason we have annual sales goals and post-monthly standings. It's the reason we get results. Competition is what drives performance in every field. Let's stop treating competition as if it were wrong. It's not. It's our strong motivator for improving ourselves and the world in which we live. And that comes from Harvey Mackey. Great words of wisdom there. Yes, sir. All right. Well, Mike, this has been awesome. Uh, you know, as I said, there's so much great stuff in your book. How could people get a copy of the book if they wanted to do that? That's a simple question. They just need to ask for one. They can email me, um, mike at com. It's all lowercase. 
they're interested in getting a copy, and I'll, I will um, I will send them one. Uh, we have a few boxes of the books uh, left here, and like I said, I've I've sent them out to heating contractors that I've spoken through online or through an ACA organization, and I'd be more than happy to to send them one. If somebody wanted to make a donation, I mean, we're not asking for uh, any money for them. Um, they can donate to the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs. That's what we as a company do and sponsor uh, each month. We take a percentage of our uh, income and, and we donate it to the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs. And it's for the uh, homeless vet. It's a category is Fund 524. And uh, it funds all those that fought for us and paid paid the price for us. And now they're struggling. So um, everybody kind of got behind that here. And uh, that's something that we've been able to do and donate, I think, close to just under $70,000 right now. We've donated to them. Wow. And um, the other the other thing they could do is uh, write, you know, a, a check or do a donation to a local high school uh, here. And I can give them more information on that. But it's a scholarship fund that we do based on a uh, memorial golf tournament that my dad started 50 years ago for his brother-in-law and a friend at work. And we just had our 50th anniversary. Uh, of that this summer, we always give the proceeds for that golf outing to child that uh, that needs tuition assistance. So uh, this kid this year not only fought cancer, but he got COVID after that. Was able to beat them both. Wow. So um, so and he's he's excelling on the field and he's excelling in the classroom. Uh, we were happy to help him out. Man, what a that's even adds more to this, uh, Mike. This background on on what you do uh, at Header Heating to support the community and the veterans. So I'll, I'll just repeat that. So if anyone's interested in getting a copy, they can email you mike at headerheating.com. And that's H-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-A-T-I-N-G.com. And make a donation to the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs, Fund 524. Great stuff, Mike. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, we've given folks a nice uh, preview of your book um, and I think maybe gotten them excited about uh, getting a copy and reading it for themselves. Any final thoughts that you'd like to share? Well, I tell you what, I'd just like to, in case uh, any employee listens to this or any family member of an employee that listens to this, I want to thank them, the employees and, and their families for helping build uh, header eating and cooling into to what it is today past employees, current employees. We've just got a great group of people that work hard, got great attitudes. They're they're very good people. They take pride in the in the name on their on their uniform. And I appreciate the time, man. It was great talking to you again. Yeah, it was truly my pleasure. I've been looking forward to this for a long time and you've written an excellent book, Mike, One Day, One Job, One Call at a Time. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, and we'll thank everyone for listening, and uh, we'll talk with you next time.